into Sheringham, and Solskjaer has done it! Manchester United have reached the promised land! Welcome to And Solskjaer Has Won It podcast. I'm your host, Martin Smith. Tonight we'll be chatting about Man United and their game against Brighton. Before I get into that game, which was unbelievable by any by anyone's standards, I just want to talk about the fact that Man City have just lost 5-2 to Leicester City. I don't know what is going on there, but Pep Guardiola has spent close to £400 million on defenders, and it looks like they still can't keep a clean sheet. It's absolutely crazy what's happening out there. I, for one, am very happy about that because I genuinely thought that they might have a chance of winning the league or maybe coming second. I know it's still early days, but I mean, can a guy, can, can you blame a guy for hoping that or dreaming that United could come second? I'm assuming, of course, Liverpool will win the league. Although this does kind of tie into what I was mentioning on the podcast last week around the fact that without a preseason, a lot of, a lot of teams are struggling, like United, of course. And City, of course, also went on um, a little bit further in the Champions League and also didn't have a proper preseason. Same as Bayern Munich, who also lost today 4-1. So I don't think there's actually that much um, madness in the theory that a lot of teams are not prepared fully for the season because they haven't had a proper preseason, they haven't had a proper rest. And I strongly believe that that's the case with United. When I look at the game last night... I look and I see what was um, a team that looked underprepared, that didn't look sharp, that didn't look aggressive, that didn't look fit. And I think it is largely a function of, of no preseason. I mean, the guys played the Europa League semi-final, had two weeks off. A lot of them were in quarantine, had COVID. Uh, Harry Maguire had issues with the police, had one week back, played played a preseason versus Aston Villa, and then got back into the league. I mean, if we look at Brighton yesterday, it was their seventh game, competitive game of the of the new season, United's third. So it makes sense that uh, United are off the pace as well as other teams. And I think that view is kind of vindicated by what's happened to City, who went further in the Champions League, as well as Bayern Munich, who of course won the Champions League. So I'm hoping that bodes well, and my theory is that it'll take a couple of weeks for United to kick into gear, and I just hope we get lucky for the next few weeks uh, until we kind of get ourselves up and running. And if we wanted luck, we got it yesterday against Brighton. They hit the post five times. I haven't seen a game where United have been outplayed or deserve to lose like uh, like the one we had yesterday for some time. The only one I can think of kind of in a recent memory is maybe the Liverpool game where we played maybe five, six years ago where De Gea had an unbelievable game and I think they had something crazy like 20 shots on target and we still managed to win 1-0 or 2-1 or whatever the score was. Um, but by no stretch of the imagination uh, can I can I say that um, Brighton deserved to win that game or at least draw the game. Uh, even the fact that we got a penalty after the final whistle. I mean, it was... It was such an unbelievably lucky game. And I am an incredibly big United supporter, but I'm very happy to put my hands up and say we did not deserve to get three points. But ultimately, lucky teams win titles, lucky teams win cups. And I'm hoping this is 
maybe the start of United being quite lucky, although you can maybe say that with regards to all the penalties we got last year, but I don't think there's anything that lucky about getting fouled in the box. So I think hopefully it, it kind of bodes into that mentality, that lucky mentality, that never stay die mentality, because that's all part of winning leagues, winning championships. I mean, a lot of Sir Alex Ferguson's teams were lucky. And a large part of that is a psychological thing as well. So United were lucky, but ultimately we got the three points. And I hope we continue to be lucky for the next couple of weeks, just until we get back our match fitness. And hopefully we bet in the signings of Jaden Sancho and uh, Teles. But more on that a little bit later. Let's just talk about the game itself um, with Brighton. I think it's been all around social media how bad the backline was. And I completely agree with that. The The defending was terrible. Maguire looked a little bit better than he did last week. Lindelof same, but still very shaky. One um, Basaka looks completely out of sorts. I don't think he's fit yet. And I don't really worry about him in the long term or medium to long term because I think he's a quality player. I think he just needs to get his fitness back. Um, it's his first, well, albeit kind of bleeding into the second season at a very big club. He's still only 22 years old. I think he will come right, and I think he will be okay. He just needs a little bit of time to get his fitness back like a couple of other players, um, including in that conversation is Paul Pogba. So I think the back line looked incredibly shaky, but I think one Bissaka will come right, Maguire will come right. Shaw looked uh, promising. He actually was the reason why we scored the first goal, winning the free kick. It's just the cohesion amongst the back four which needs to kind of come through. And I'm just hoping Lindelof also... Uh, steps up a little bit this season. Although I've been saying it for a while that United need some pace alongside Harry Maguire. I think someone like Twanzebi or Bailly, if either of them can stay fit, are the perfect partners alongside um, someone like Harry Maguire. I don't think we're going to be going in for a centre-back. And frankly, I don't want us to because I don't. we've got enough kind of fringe centre-backs, in my opinion, although the rumour is that Smalling and Rojo will be sold in the next couple days but we need a star star center back and we need to spend a lot of money on a center back and I think we should do that I'm happy to wait till next season I'm I'm not of the opinion of getting someone to kind of fill fill the um the numbers because we have numbers at the back we really desperately need an absolute superstar to come in in the center back position and again I'm happy for that to be next season I think if we can just hopefully squeeze some performance and some fitness out of Twanzebi or Bayi. I think we can maybe get somewhere and then next season really kick on and bring someone potentially like Upper Meccano in. I think that would kind of be my, my best best case scenario. Midfield looked quite bright. I think Matic is an absolute must to have in the team. He just controls everything, controls the pace, brings stability to the side. He really is a great player and I actually wish he was a lot younger than he actually is because we are going to need to replace him at some stage. But um, if you look actually at uh, at uh, Garner's performance, he said Watford, I didn't actually watch the game, but what I saw on social media was a lot of people speaking very, very highly of the guy and Ali's spoken about him before as, as Carrick's kind of replacement. So potentially next season we could see him slot in alongside Massage, although I still think we maybe need to bring someone in who is kind of in between uh, his age and, and Matic's age. Maybe someone like uh, Ruben Neves from uh, Wolves, who's kind of 24, 25. 
I think that would be quite a nice blend amongst those three. So midfield looked all right. Um, I think Fernandez has still got a little way to go in terms of fitness, but he looked aggressive. He tried really hard. He made the breakthrough pass for Rashford's goal. And of course, he scored the penalty in the absolute last minute, which is unbelievable pressure. I mean, that is pressure of the highest order. And he stepped up and he put it away. His 18th penalty in succession going in in uh, top flight football. I mean, it's unbelievable to have a guy like that on your team. When you get a penalty, you know you're going to score. Still a little bit nervous, albeit uh, well, given that it was in the 100th uh, minute. Uh, so I was obviously a little bit nervous. But I mean, he'll come right. And even when he doesn't play his best, which was yesterday, still one assist, still one goal. He's a kind of guy that'll still make something happen. It kind of r- reminds me a little bit of Ruud van Nistelrooy where sometimes he just didn't play really well, but he'd still score a goal or two. So I think Bruno Fernandes is a guy that is a difference maker. Pogba still looks massively unfit, and you can't blame the guy. I mean, he had COVID three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I I, I think I would have loved to have seen Donny start ahead of him, but for whatever reason, Solskjaer thinks that um, Pogba needed to start, and I think Donny will start in the Carabao Cup um, in midweek. But uh, Pogba still looks off the pace. And again, completely understandable. I mean, the guy had COVID. It traditionally affects uh, your lungs and respiratory system. So I'm not going to begrudge the guy for being a bit unfit. And I think he will build up. And I think he will be in a very, very important player for us this season. And I really hope that we get him to sign a, a contract extension. But I think he'll wait to see if we actually pull the trigger and get Jaden Sancho which, uh, again, we'll talk about a little bit later. The three positions up front in terms of Martial, Rashford, and Greenwood. Also a little bit quiet, but flashes of brilliance. Uh, Rashford with a couple of flashes. Greenwood as well. Uh, Martial was a little bit quiet today, but kind of grew into the game. But again, I think this is a function of fitness, a function of sharpness, a function of how disjointed the end of the season was, the preseason, all of these things. I think these players will push their way up to match fitness and match sharpness in the coming weeks. And again, I'm not worried. I think that starting team is quality on paper, but I just think they do need a little bit of match sharpness and match fitness. So again, absolutely lucky with the Brighton result. But if we look at the way we played over the last two games and you told me we would have got three points, I would have absolutely snapped your hands off. So I'm happy. And again, I just hope we can get past them in the Carabao Cup and we can get past Spurs And once we get to international break, when we get back, I think we can kick on with our season. So we just hope, I just hope that United can be a bit lucky and just kind of ride the wave a little bit and get through the the coming weeks. And after the international break, they can absolutely kick on. And this is a good side. This is a good side. I know there's a lot of, and I kind of get wrapped in it myself, there's a lot of negativity around lack of signings. And you look at someone like Chelsea, and that might actually even backfire on them, the amount of signings they, they brought in. They, they may have brought in too many players because you've got to bed them all in. Um, but if you look across and you see what deals other, play, other, other teams are doing, you kind of get a bit negative around United and how much business we need to do. But we actually didn't need to do that much business. I think off the top of my head, in a perfect, realistic pre, uh, uh, preseason or, or kind of going into the season, I would have said centre-back, centre-midfield, striker, and right wing. I think at the end of the day, we'll bring in Tellers at left back, which we need. We can shift Brandon Williams over to right back. And I think we've got proper cover and youngish cover 
in in the in the fullback positions. You also got Ethan Laird coming through, who's who I think will actually potentially be the first choice left uh, right back for Man United in maybe three to four years time. So I think that's a quality signing. Donny coming in in centre midfield, I think pretty much completes our, our midfield for now. I think we could upgrade Fred if we were being pedantic, and I think hopefully we will next season, but we can absolutely get by with him this this coming season. Striker, we still got Igalo. Uh, Greenwood can play up there, and so can Rashford. So I think it's not major that we don't have someone now, but when Igalo goes in January, I think it's quite important that we sign someone quality there. Right wing, Jaden Sancho, if he comes in, I'm going to be over the moon. So if we finished with Tellez, Donny, and Jaden Sancho, I think that's a great window. And I think that team is still quality that United have. Yes, I think we've got a lot of deadwood. Yes, I think we need to bolster a few places. But if we bring in the guys I've spoken about, I think we're quite close. And if we look at the the outs, um, the impending um, outflows from the from the squad, so Sanchez is gone, which is a big one. Absolute big one from a t- from in, from a wages perspective. Smalling, I think, will go. Rojo will go. If he doesn't, he's on his last year of his contract, so he'll probably go on loan somewhere, and then that'll be the last we see of him. Um, I also expect um, Pereira to go. Uh, Fabrizio Romano spoke about it today that Lazio have uh, started talks with United about a deal, and hopefully that goes ahead. So if we get a if we get rid of um, Smalling, Sanchez. Rojo, uh, Pereira, as well as Romero is also touted uh, as going to Everton. I think that's a that's that's a quality kind of out and in for uh, for this very strange period we find ourselves in between seasons. And then hopefully in January we can maybe get rid of someone like uh, Adelo because I don't think we need him at right back and maybe bring in a striker, maybe someone like Dembele of Leon. And we can do something like that. And then next next summer, we don't have too much to do. I think we've got to make a decision then on the goalkeepers. Do we have De Gea or Henderson? I think we sell one of them because both of them are on quite high way wages, specifically De Gea, who is on, I think, 350K a week. We upgrade Fred, we may, and then we get rid of Bailly and Jones and potentially Lingard, but I'm also not too stressed if he stays around. We get rid of those five guys, four or five guys, next season and we bring in a proper center back and a proper central mid, uh, central defensive midfielder i think that team can go on to win things because also this united team is very very young i saw an article and i can't remember which correspondent it was from but he was talking about the fact that it was actually a tweet about the fact that he was doing some research on dortmund and dortmund are um very much known as this exciting young team emphasis on them being a group of very young players with potential but the funny thing is that their average age is young, is older than Man United by about a year or two. United's average age last season was, I think, 24 and a half. You, you add Jadon Sancho to that mix. He's 20 years old. He'll start most games. It's young. You bring in someone like Apamokano, 21 years old. Young. You bring in someone like um, Neves next season, 24. Young. Replacing someone like Fred, 27. So Solskjaer's getting rid of all the older players and bringing in young ones. And that's not even to mention the players that he's got rid of before this. Damian, um, Fellaini, Lukaku. There's so many players that he's got rid of. And he really has leaned up that squad. And I really hope he, he continues continues his work. So like I said, the five or six out this, this season, the three that he's brought in, maybe gets rid of one or two in January, brings in a striker, and then next season gets rid of three or four, brings in two. And then all of a sudden that team is lean. 
there's not any deadwood. The average age is really young. And then I think that team is absolutely set. And then we can start doing normal transfer business and not having to bring in three, four, five, six, seven players in. Because if we were looking at it in FIFA terms and non-realistic terms, as I alluded to earlier, you would get a left back, a center back, a center midfielder, an attacking midfielder, a striker, and a right winger. Obviously, we can't do all that business in one go. We do three now. We bring a striker in January to replace Igalo, and we bring in two in in uh, next season, and we get rid of all the deadwood in between. And not to forget that Igalo's loan ends at the end of January, so he'll be gone automatically. Matter's contract runs out at the end of this season. He does have the option, to, well, United have the option to extend it by a further season, but I mean, for what you'll get from him versus what, what you'll pay his wages, I think you just let it lapse. So, I mean, again, if we do up, if we play our cards right in the next week and a half of this transfer season, I'm sorry, this transfer, this transfer window, I think we can set ourselves up really, really nicely for next season. Because I've never, ever said that we're going to win anything this season. If we can finish in the top four comfortably this season, maybe win a cup and maybe have a little bit of a run in the Champions League, maybe getting to the quarterfinals, then I think we've done well. And then next season, we kick on with a young, hungry side who's got more experience. Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, Bruno, Donny, the left backs, the right backs, Dean Henderson, maybe he's 23, 24 in goal. This team is young. And again, there's a lot of negativity around the side. We've got to remember, this team came back and took third place when no one thought it was possible after Bruno came in. This team is completely transformed since Bruno Fernandes has come in because he is. it is so vital for us to have a proper number 10 playing for this United side. Having Mata in there, as much as I like him and as much as I like him having a cameo um, type of presence in the squad, it's not good enough. Having Pereira in the 10, having Lingard in the 10, it's not good enough. When you bring someone like Bruno in or you bring someone like Donny who can also play in there, then this team starts to tick. And we've got to remember this team, I did the maths <clears throat> I did the maths last night on a on a on a Friday night. Um, in the last sixteen games, United, if you had to kind of extrapolate what United have done since Bruno's come in, we would finish a normal season on eighty three points, which in a lot of seasons would be enough for you to win the league. And again, I'm under no false illusions. I'm not going to sit here and say United are going to win the, the league. I definitely do not think they are going to. But if we can come fourth, third, maybe even second, maybe. Maybe Chelsea struggle to bet all these players in. Maybe Arsenal have a few wobblies because this side isn't exactly um, completely solid yet. Yes, I think they're building something, but maybe they, I still think they're two or three years away from having the, the finished article. And maybe City also have a, a proper wobble. Maybe something goes on there and United can finish second. We finish second, maybe win the Carabao Cup, have a nice run in the FA Cup and have a kind of quarterfinal in the Champions League that'll bode really well for the side and then next season we absolutely kick on because again this team is young this team is hungry this team plays for Solskjaer and this team is not kind of uh, merchant signings as we've seen uh, with United over the last three or four or five seasons or since Sir Alex Ferguson um, retired so I'm, I'm still incredibly excited but again it largely depends on this transfer window and the next kind of week and a half if we bring in Tellez we bring in Sancho we get rid of Rojo Romero Smalling Pereira as well as Sanchez who's already gone I think we're getting into business and also we, we ride out our luck in the next couple of weeks until we get our fitness back I think we're in business January get rid of Delo bring in a striker and then next season 
sell two or three or four, bring in two, not not a hard piece of business, although there will be the euros, this, it'll still be an easier time to do business, specifically in a post-COVID world. We do that and we set. And again, I've said this countless times um, over over several episodes, maybe Solskjaer isn't the guy to win things with United, but he's definitely bringing back the culture, he's definitely putting in foundations, and he's definitely bringing together players to build a solid, hungry, young, exciting team. And I think if he isn't the guy, he's the guy before we get back to, to where we need to be. But I honestly think in my heart of hearts that he is the guy and that this season, if we do the right business, if we get rid of the right players, if the board backs him in this transfer window, January, as well as next season, and we get a little bit lucky, I genuinely, genuinely think we can go on to do things from next season onwards. But again, let's see how the next couple of days unfold. It's very, very exciting. And I really genuinely hope we bring in Jaden Sancho, we bring in Tellez, and we get rid of the Deadwood. Up next, we've obviously got Brighton in the Carabao Cup again on Wednesday. They're actually an incredibly good side. Um, I was watching them. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, they were very, very unlucky to lose the game. And I hope that we can learn from it. And I hope they play a second string side um, on Wednesday and United somehow sneak past them and somehow sneak past Spurs, bring in the signings we want, and then we can go from there. Ultimately, my message is a fewfold. One, I think the, the, the results from City, Bayern Munich and United show that preseason is important and not one to panic about um, now, as a lot of United supporters have been doing. The other thing is negativity around transfers. Yes, I'd like players to come in. But ultimately, let's judge things by the end of the transfer window. And let's also remember how much Deadwood Solskjaer has got rid of and how hungry and good this team is. And this team finished third last season. Let's actually put a bit of respect to their name. And lastly, I think Solskjaer is the man and I think this team's going to do well. But let's, let's judge things and let's chat through this in the next couple of days. It's an exciting few days ahead and let's see how we go. Thank you for listening. Chat soon.